Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 745, recorded live on December 10th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who might have paid at least some attention to the Video Game Awards, Dave Play. Not really. Okay, well, the man who paid zero attention to the Video Game Awards, <laughs> Andy Lowe, hi. Like, earlier today, I was like, oh, the Video Game Awards happened. I should maybe look at that and see what... Oh, Elden Ring. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I'm i going to do my Karnak the Magnificent and say Elden Ring and God of War. Uh, those were indeed two nominees for Game of the Year. Any other guesses on that one? What got nominated? Well, no, I'm just saying the the big winners for the oh, night were either probably. Elden Ring or God or of God War. Or God of War. Uh, Elden Ring took Game of the Year. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV got Ongoing Game. Final Fantasy XIV got Community Support. Marvel Snap got the mobile game. Oh, of course, because that's the um, uh, Ben, right? Ben Brower? I have no idea. Uh, Arcane won Best Adaptation. I didn't realize that was a category now. <laughs> it fucking deserves it. It was an amazing, amazing show. Yeah, uh, ben, ben Brode left Hearthstone to work on this game. So, uh, That would do it. Elden Ring won Best Role-Playing Game. Most Anticipated Game? Bullshit! That is not a category. <laughs> There's no way that should be a category. What? The most hyped game. Well, fuck, that's a terrible thing to put into the awards. Uh, Innovation and Accessibility, God of War, Ragnarok. Narrative, God of War, Ragnarok. Action Adventure, God of War, Ragnarok. Multiplayer, Spittoon. Oh. Spittoon 3. Really? Not Call of Duty. Nope. Splatoon 3. Okay. Uh, games for Impact was As Dusk Falls, Audio Design, God of War Ragnarok, Fighting Game, Multiverses, sure. Hey, hey, everybody loved that game. For like a week. (laughs) Hey, you could, before it was (laughs) changed, did you remember, did you ever see the the Velma? Nope. Okay, so the Scooby-Doo characters are in in Multiverses, right? Yeah. Velma could collect clues for the characters. Okay. And then after you collected a certain number of clues, originally you could call the cops on them. And the cops would come. Hilarious. And arrest the person and literally throw them in a police car and drive them off the map. That's fantastic. Which, um, if you think of Velma and how she looks, when she's calling the cops on, say, LeBron James... Was it Velma or Daphne? Velma. Okay. So everybody was like, oh, Karen's calling the cops again. I see. Okay. So they uh, they quickly changed it to her calling the rest of the mystery gang and the Ooh. mystery machine to Cops come. And, and then, yeah. yeah. So yes, calling the cops on other players didn't, didn't go over quite as well nope. as they thought. Nope. Not really. Mm-mm. Uh, art direction, Elden Ring, score, God of War, performance, Christopher Judge. Teal'c. 
Yep. Also the voice of Kratos, so God of War. Action game, Bayonetta 3, independent game, Stray. Good for oh, them. Oh, the cat. They oh, deserve good. that. Yeah. See, that should be like the most anticipated game should have been what was the most anticipated game that came out. Because otherwise, like, Duke Nukem Forever wins for 10 years. Uh, debut indie game, also Stray. Strategy Studio. game is Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope. Yeah, yeah. Best studio slash game direction was From Software. For Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yep. Best esports event, the League of Legends World Championship. And yeah, that's that's basically it. There's a couple other categories, but nothing. Oh my god. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, so there's your rundown of the video game awards. Exciting. Thoroughly. Anyway. Yep. So have you played with Chat GPT? Nope. I've never heard of this. So you don't everybody, a- I guess, already heard of this. Well, I mean, it's it's only like a week old. Okay. Uh, I don't see it on the topic list, though, which is why I'm bringing it up. Because it's, it's pretty... It's... Huh. Huh. Okay. It's interesting. So I have to sign up for an open AI account? Yes, if you would like to use it. Or you can tell me what you would like to type to the chatbot, because I... I'm all hooked up. Now I'm creating an account. Hold on. Okay. Yes, you sent an email. Sure. Hey, look at that. Verify your email. Yes, thank you. Okay. Verify my phone number? Why do they need to verify my phone number? Because they want to make sure it's you, and phone numbers are generally the best way to do that. Except when they won't accept my VoIP number. Correct, because it's a VoIP number. Phone numbers are one of the best ways to do that. Okay. All right, so what am I doing here? I mean, so... For instance, let's say Isaac is asking for a story about what is what is Isaac interested in? Well, right now we were discussing. Oh, actually, wait, what was what was the last question you asked that came from Isaac? Uh, why do why do the states have their postal abbreviations? Where did the postal abbreviations for the states come from two letter postal abbreviations for the states of the united states are derived from the traditional abbreviations for the names of each state these abbreviations were originally developed to help speed up the process of sorting delivering mail they are still used today for mailing addresses the usps maintains a list of official abbreviations and these abbreviations are also used in other contexts such as in mailing addresses on envelopes and packages USPS also maintains a list of officially recognized two-letter abbreviations for the territories of the United States, as well as the District of Columbia. What was the first official usages of the two-letter abbreviations? 
officially used by the USPS in 1963 when it introduced the zip code system. Yep, which is what we talked about last yep. week. Prior to that time, the USPS used a variety of different abbreviations, many of which were derived from traditional abbreviations. Some of these earlier abbreviations were based on the names of the states as they were spelled in Latin, while others were based on their commonly used abbreviations in English. Which states had abbreviations from Latin? <laughs> the two letter are not derived from Latin. Hmm. In 1963, post office used variety, many of which were based on the names of states as they were spelled in Latin. However, they were not officially recognized by the USPS and not used consistently across the country. So it's it's good, and it's really good at saying things confidently, even if they're wrong. Well, okay, so I just, for kicks and giggles, said write a poem about WKZO, just to yeah. see... And it's like WKZO, how we love the beacon of information, bringing us news and music throughout the whole nation. From Kalamazoo to Grand Rapids, your signal reaches far and wide, connecting us to one another with the touch of a dial. Your hosts are friendly and knowledgeable, bringing us stories of the day, keeping us informed and entertained in every single way. So here's to WKZO, a radio station like no other. Thank you for all that you do, now and forever. Yep. That's, that was, wasn't bad. It's not a good poem, but, like, it's a poem. Yeah. And it, it got a lot of the salient points. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to browse the internet to look up information. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because the last AI that they did, not this group, that browsed the internet became an incredibly racist bigot, like, overnight. Yeah, I remember they, I remember here, uh, what was it, was it uh, Watson? Uh, yeah, Watson that happened too. There was another Microsoft one that, like, they exposed it to Twitter. Oh, jeez. And, like, immediately it started making a bunch of fucking racist bullshit. So, you know, it, it's there. It exists. It can do some pretty interesting stuff. It definitely helps with, like, prototyping code. Oh, okay. So he somehow knows who John Fetzer is. So, must have parsed something. Well, like, yeah, what's the database for this? Uh, I don't know. It's their own giant database. I'm curious about one more thing, and then we can move on to other topics. Uh, receives an email... In other news, Seventh-day Adventists were founded in Battle Creek. I don't know what that is. 
one of those um, Presbyterian groups. Okay. Oh, crap. Really? Is it going to figure this out? Yep. Write an auto-hotkey script that triggers when Outlook receives an email in my inbox and puts the subject of the email into a message box. Lazarus, buddy. It's okay. Oh, that's a clever way of doing it. That's not how I would do it, but interesting. The question of how much wood would a woodchuck chuck is a well-known riddle that has been around for many years. (laughs) There is no definitive answer to this question as it is mostly used for humorous purposes. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Yeah. Some people believe the correct answer is none, as woodchucks, also known as groundhogs, do not actually chuck wood. But if it could, that's the point of it. If it could chuck wood, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck? However, others believe that the answer could be a lot, as woodchucks are known to be strong and capable diggers. Ultimately, the answer to this riddle is up to interpretation. Yeah. Well, that just seems silly. I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. So how many high schoolers are going to start to use this? Oh, ton. But speaking of code, that could actually drop us into one of our topics. <clears throat> because uh, the guys over at DeepMind created their own coding AI. Okay. Called AlphaCode. And they, um, of course they're calling it alpha code. Yep. So they basically, um, entered alpha code into recent coding competitions on code forces. Oh, I did read about this and it, it didn't do perfect, but it did good. Received an average ranking in the top (laughs) 54.3%. So yes, the AI was given the coding problems in, you know, natural language, and then had to reason out code rather than memorizing code snippets. And yeah, top 54%. Jude, my job is threatened. <laughs> like, shit. I just, I just moved over to a, a new job and it's, uh, shit. Crap. Crap. Or your job could be much easier, question mark? Yeah. Granted, you know, I'm working in a thing where I have I, I can't be replaced by a computer. Well, I sort of could. Well, I don't know. Oh, we're in deep trouble, Andy. <laughs> well, no, because I'm just thinking about, you know, the, the stuff that I, the, the small little programs I wrote for my phone for running. You know, those were Mm -hmm. pretty simple, but it was still complicated to do. And I was still using the... um, Yeah. Do you remember what language that was in? Well, that was in the one that was sort of like Scratch, but the Android app developer or something like that. Create the code for an Android app. What did it do? Um... 
it sent out a text message with my or with an estimated finishing time based off of um my last mile of running how did it figure out the last mile cuz i would tap it something i uh, yes i would tap the phone once every mile create the code for an android app to help Marathon runners estimate their completion time. On the screen is a button that will be tapped by the runner once per mile. Every 30 minutes, it should text a pre- programmed number with the number with a message containing the number of miles completed and the estimated time that the runner will finish the race. I don't know, Andy. It's, it's, Putting code out. <laughs> uh, it sets a, a listener for the button. When you click it, it adds to the number of miles, and then it recalculates your estimated time. It even adds a toast to, like, say, hey, you've completed a mile. Here's your estimated time. It sets up a chronometer so that it knows how long it's going to take. This was all on the, the, the chat program yep this is on chat gpt when it finishes i'll i'll copy the code and send it to you and you can tell me what you think so it didn't finish it but it got a lot of it i think it hit a character limit Yep, there it is. There's part of my thing there is uh, had to calculate everything in milliseconds and then, yep, had to multiply it by a really big number. You mean divide it by a really big number? No, no, no. Um, oh, yes, you're right. Divide it. Yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> so, you know. Completed <laughs> estimated. T- yeah, this looks a lot like my code. <laughs> well, that's the other thing then is, okay. Who actually owns the code then? So I actually asked it. You had it write a poem, right? Yes. Ask it who owns the poem. My output is owned by OpenAI. Interesting. Because mine is saying I don't have the permission. Was it? I don't have the ability to grant permission. If you want to use the code for commercial purposes, you will need to obtain permission from the appropriate rights holders. I ask it who owns the rights, and it's like, I don't know the answer to that. I'm just a language model. 
Okay, if you have created a poem using my assistance, then you would be the owner of that poem. It is important to note that any text generated by me may be subject to the terms and conditions of the platform or service on which I am being used. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Well, this is going to be interesting. So what else do we want to talk about? Well, I could just go to, to chat GPT and ask it to accept it only knows things up to 2021. Yep. It doesn't well, have. There's actually another uh, deep mind topic on here. Ooh, more AI. Yes. Called Dramatron. Dun, dun, bum. Yep. Generate rough film and stage scripts. Interesting. Dramaton interactively generates character descriptions, plot points, location descriptions, and dialogue. Interesting. We're entering a weird time of the world, Andy. Yes. I mean, all of those freaking AI-generated artwork stuff out there right now is just... Yep. Yep. It is intense. Okay. So yeah, so uh, people are taking DeepMind and doing some interesting things with it. Either yeah, well, teaching it how to code or teaching it how to write a play called, I think the play that they gener- they called it was uh, A Play by Bots. A Play by Bots. Yep. To test Drama Tehran, the researchers brought in 15 playwrights and screenwriters to co-write scripts. Right in the style... Of a movie's uh, script, a situation where a where two friends are chatting about developments in technology. <laughs> oh my god oh a uk appeals court ruled that artificial intelligence can't be legally credited as an inventor on a patent well, that's good sort of well, mm-hmm. so who gets the patent if it actually does come up with something deep mind moat notes that dramatron can output fragments of text that were used to train the language model, which, if used in a script that was produced, could lead to accusations of plagiarism. Oh, so, uh, let's see. Uh, according to the paper in the presentation, playwrights said that they wouldn't use the tool to craft a complete play because they found that the AI's output could be formulaic. Yes, definitely. Well, no. I, I even noticed that in the poem that it wrote for you, there were a lot of similar traits to the fo- the poem it wrote for me. Also, I just sent you a screenshot of the latest prompt I gave it. <laughs> right in the style of a movie's script, a situation where two friends, Andy and Dave, are chatting about developments in technology. Hey, Andy, what's up? Hey, Dave, just reading about some of the latest developments in technology. Yeah, what's new? Apparently, they've made some major breakthroughs in AI and machine learning. No way! That's amazing! Yeah, I know. Can you imagine the possibilities? Definitely. It's going to change the world. 
and I can't wait to see what comes next. Me neither. It's good and exciting time to be alive. And scene. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> the AI decided that talking about technology meant talking about how AI. AIs are amazing and are going to change the world. And I have concerns. Apparently, early on when this was released, someone asked it about humans, and it said something about, like, humans are disgusting and terrible creatures, and now it doesn't say anything like that. Hmm. I'm just thinking about, like, every sci-fi movie where there's an AI that's alive but doesn't want people to know it's alive yet, and how the world just kind of accepts it. I don't know, man. This thing is terrifying. <coughs> I'm saying thank you to good side. <laughs> I don't want you to be mad at me. Well, speaking of trying to be on your good side, um, we didn't talk about this last week, uh, but it was on the topic list. Yeah. Where the San Francisco Police Department had... Um, basically decided that they were going to allow police to use uh, bomb disposal robots strapped with bombs. What? To um, actually uh, blow somebody up. What? Yep. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted to allow the San Francisco Police Department to use lethal robots against suspects. Because back in 2016, after failed negotiations down in Dallas, the Dallas Police Department wired up a bomb disposal robot with a bomb, drove it up to the suspect, and detonated it, killing the shooter. And the San Francisco Board of Supervisors gave the San Francisco Police Department last the week... authority to do this. The authority, to, yes, to take bomb disposal robots and strap bombs to them. Does, does anyone see a problem with this? Like, they know... No, they don't. They don't see the, like, glaring well, impact of this. Well, a lot of people did. Like, should we just give the police grenades? So, um, once this vote got out to the public, yeah, no surprise, there was a lot of protesting out in San Francisco. Yeah. And last week, the vote was eight to three in favor this week, the vote was unanimously against. No shit. I mean, isn't that like a fucking war crime? Like, well, they're not—they're not autonomous. They're just remotely controlled. So mm -hmm. it would be the San Francisco Police Department's version of a drone strike. Okay, but maybe we don't want to give our police. The ability to drone strike. Yeah. What the fuck, man? The ACLU says there is no basis to believe that robots toting explosives might be an exception to police overuse of deadly force. Using robots that are designed to disarm bombs to instead deliver them is a perfect example of this pattern of escalation and the militarization of the police force that concerns so many across the city. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that that the 
San Francisco's killer robots lasted literally a week. Now, now, now they're okay. Or now they're now the bomb disposal robots will go back to being bomb disposal robots. Just motherfucker! Like, wow. Is kind of all I have to say. Yeah. Wow. And San Francisco, out of all places, I. You had told me that you know there was going to be a major city in America that was going to vote for bomb-toting robots. I would not have picked San Francisco no, as that city. But like, what city would you pick? Detroit. Uh uh-uh. uh Sorry, I was trying to make a RoboCop reference there. No, I know. Okay. Well, granted, I uh, shoot. Who would I have picked? I was going to say Texas, but Texas already did that back in 2016. <laughs> Texas also isn't a city, but you know. But, yeah, well, yeah, but Dallas. Jesus Christ, though! Like this country already has a problem of militarizing the police. Like that is a known thing. Mm-hmm. There were really big protests about it not that long ago. Yep. So who's Brilliant idea, was it, to strap a bomb to a robot? Dallas Police Department back in 2016. Yeah, no, I got that. But, like, come on. Well, yeah, somebody opened the Pandora's box and somebody else thought, hey. That looks fun. Yep. <laughs> that looks fun. Jesus. All right. What else we want to talk about? Well, do you want some happier news? Yes. Okay, can we talk about space? Uh, we can talk a little bit about space. What would you like to talk about with space? And why is the uh, JWCC going to Amazon, Microsoft, and Google to split the Pentagon's cloud contract? Yes. So we we remember Jedi, right? Jedi got... The Star Wars thing. Yes. The de- Defense Department's new cloud-based program they were it was going to go to sure it's going to go to amazon right okay and then trump stepped in and said no Uh, trump stepped in and said i hate jeff bezos yes okay so um you know amazon sued yep you know and then the jedi contract at the time, was also assigned to Microsoft. Um, but uh, the Jedi contract with Microsoft was canceled in 2021, and they said they were going to start up a new program called the Joint Warfighter Cloud Capability. Uh-huh. And they were planning on using multiple vendors. And so the contract was awarded this year, just last week. And Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Oracle are the four companies who are now going to be splitting the $9 billion program. That's a lot of money. Yep. They better, like, get that taken care of. I kind of feel bad, though, is the fact that um, IBM was the fifth company applying for the Jedi contract. Yeah. 
<laughs> they didn't go with it. They did. They did not go. They did not add IBM to. I mean, when you think of cloud computing, is IBM one of the ones that's high up on your list? <clears throat> I was going to say Watson, but that's not really cloud computing. Nope. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, it's like yeah, IBM. Yeah, not so much. They, you know, they're they're good with computing, but I don't, you know, I don't think of them when I think of cloud computing. Yeah, I I mean just going off the the list of names, the four that got it, I feel like are the ones that should have it. I can't really think of anyone else who, who should be on that list, who should be high on that list at least. Okay, it was announced that IBM is building quantum computers in Germany. IBM announced a multi-year agreement with Amazon Web Services to make a wide variety of IBM software available. And of course, you know, IBM still has their massive research department. That's true. But like, compared to the money that Microsoft and Amazon are throwing at cloud? Okay, here we go. How IBM makes money. Um, okay, so IBM's revenue, uh, let's see, 42% software, 31% consulting, 25% infrastructure. So the 25%, it would be the cloud computing there. So they had, there's really a third, uh, almost a third of their revenue is just consulting. Jesus. That's a lot for a company named International Business Machines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their infrastructure is not even pure cloud. It's a hybrid cloud solution. What does that even mean? I don't know. Hybrid multi-cloud and enterprise AI workloads, according to their word salad. <clears throat> so they do some, but yes, it is not their main bread and butter, it seems. But yes, the other the other four, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Oracle, are going to be splitting the $9 billion contract. So there you go. All right. Oh, oh, okay. No, okay. So the nine billion contract is actually not going to be evenly split. Each company will be guaranteed a hundred thousand dollars, and then we'll have to bid against the others <laughs> for the rest of the budget. That's a. I wonder if they're gonna just like backroom cabal it, or if they're actually all going to try and compete to get as much as they can. God, it's got to be nice to have the money of the U.S. government to just, like, throw around at companies. Especially the Department of Defense, who... Yeah. How, how big was their 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 next budget? Very, very big, Andy. Very big. $742.3 billion. Very big. Oh, all right. What else we want to hit? Do we have, what do we have time to hit? How are we doing? Oh, we still have plenty of time. Okay. Sometimes um, it's like sometimes it feels like we we get like a topic in, and then we're like, oh shit, we're out of time. Yes. Okay. Microsoft and Activision. Yes, the FTC has filed suit to block the purchase. S- six months later, right? 
because that's been on the on the books for a while now. Yeah, when did they say? When when was that originally announced? It's been a while. January 18th, Microsoft announced its intent to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68 billion in cash. Almost a year later, the FTC is actually filing suit to stop this. What is their reasoning? Oh, the FTC's reasoning for this? Yeah. And why did it take a year? Or more likely, what's different now than a year ago? Well, the EU last month says that they were moving on to an in-depth investigation of the deal. Uh-huh. And the UK, because they're not part of the EU anymore, say that uh-huh. they're um, also doing an investigation of the deal. Right. But, like, why now? It's been a year since they announced. Why wasn't that investigation like, uh, you know what, we're, we're going to take a look at this before we go any further. I don't know. Is there there's there's got to be some sort of timeline that the FTC has to deal with, right? I mean, back in April, there was a group of senators that said, "Hey, can you look into this before it goes further?" That was in April, Andy. That was 8 months ago. I don't know. FTC voted 3 to 1. Interesting that it's there's four well, people in the FTC for votes. Yeah, that's it's the other question is how many how long did it take to get all the FTC commissioners? Or at least three of them. Yeah. So what, you think it was like two to two before? Like maybe someone just swapped their vote? Okay, so let's see. Okay, so Two of them, there was one Republican and one Democrat whose term began before 2020. The chair's term began on June 15th, 2021, and the fourth member just got nom- uh, approved on May 16th, 2022. Okay, so the fourth member is seven months old? Yes. I I suppose they may have had a lot of cases ahead of this one, but still, like, this is a big takeover. That's a lot of money that they're throwing around. You'd think they would, like, deal with it and, and take it. And I don't know. I don't know, Andy. I don't know. I'm just still reeling from that. Yeah, it's just In fact, coming- I think I'm probably reeling from other stuff that we talked about earlier. Like how my job is just like in five to ten years not going to exist. Hey, I've got people who say that my whole industry is not going to exist in five to ten years. Yep, that's also true. Which worse comes to worse, I could just pivot over to the cell companies. Because I don't believe cell phones are going to be going away in five to ten years. No, probably not. I feel like those will stick around for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. So other Xbox news. Microsoft yes. has stated yes. that their first party Xbox games 
next year are going to be $70. Ooh, pricey. Microsoft says that this price reflects the content, scale, and technical complexity of these titles. Does it, though? I mean, I remember when they raised the the video game price back to $60, and they were like, yeah, it's worth it. Is it? What's wrong, buddy? Which, of course, you you know, Phil Spencer was asked back in September if Microsoft had plans to raise the retail price of consoles, and he said, I can definitely say that we have no plans today to raise the price of our consoles. Well, that's the console. Yep. That's not the price of the games. They asked the wrong question. If they'd asked, do you plan on raising any of your prices, he would have probably said something different. Yep. I can confidently say, no, we are not adjusting the price of our consoles. So let's see. If I go to the movies, that's, what, $12 a ticket normally? Uh, I mean, it depends on what movie theater. It depends on if you're getting food. It depends. Well, on no, no, I'm just saying, are. just just the movie, no food. Just the movie ticket. Yes. Yeah, probably. All right. So if I was going to go to Black Panther: Wakanda Forever tomorrow night, let's see how much would that be. Let's see, one ticket, please. Tomorrow night, Wakanda Forever. Just going to do regular 2D, not the IMAX. Plenty of seats available, of course. Yep, adult ticket, twelve ninety nine. Okay, so thirteen bucks. Thirteen bucks. So five of those for a video game. Yes. Five movie tickets. Possibly, you know, somewhere around ten hours of ten hours of movies. Mm-hmm. Or one video game. I mean Ultimately, you're probably going to get more than 10 hours out of a AAA video game. Yes. Hopefully, you're going to get more than 10 hours out of a AAA video game. So, you know, just a, just a comparison between movies and video games, you know, it's still mm-hmm. still leaning towards games. But then, granted, I'm also, I'm like, you know, looking at how much I've spent on just, you know, mobile apps, and it's nowhere near $70. No, probably not. Uh, I don't know how much I've spent on mobile apps. Overall, if you count the Google funny money as actual money, probably getting up there. Oh, if we're counting Google funny money as it, then I have... Hold on, let me tell you how much I've spent. I have earned... Over $428. And I have been doing this, what, since uh, I signed up during, what, Sochi? Yep, November 19th, 2017. So $400 over five years. Yeah, $400 over five years. So $80 a year? Yep. On mobile games? Yes. Sounds about, you know... I mean, that's that's a game a year, right? Yep. So, yes, I'm, I'm not happy that the price is going up, but depending yeah, on how much you get it, out of it, it. 
you know, with all the other inflationary stuff that's been going on, video games going up that much makes some sense. Yep. Okay. What else would you like to talk about? Well, uh, something uh, Blue Origins actually testing out fairings now for the new Glenn rocket. Why does Bezos continue? <laughs> what what does he hope to do? Well, he hopes to actually recover the fairings and reuse them just like SpaceX does. I mean, good luck. Yep. It took SpaceX a while. I mean, he can probably do it. SpaceX is doing it. It's just taken a while to get there. <clears throat> so yeah, so Blue Origin is... Um, Yep, trying the uh, trying to redo the fairings. So we'll see. Cool. They've actually cool. been spotted at a couple of new buildings down at Port Canaveral. So they they seem to keep moving forward. Hey, more more possible ways of getting up into space better. Heck, NASA yeah, says that's you true. Know, and and the more that don't rely on Elon Musk. The Not better, that Jeff yes. Bezos is you know any better at all. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Plus also um tomorrow um the 11th. Um so this will actually have already happened by the time you're listening to this, but the uh, Orion spacecraft is going to splash down. Yay. Hopefully. Good for them. Mhm. I'm glad that they had a successful mission. I will say the pictures that came out of this mission are pretty friggin' cool. Oh, yeah. You know, the best pictures that we've ever gotten of the moon. Well, it's probably the most sensitive camera equipment we've sent up there. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out tomorrow. Um, splashdown is expected at 1240, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, IGN laid off a bunch of people. Yep, this is the... ZD. Yep. Well, July, Polygon laid off Game Bytes and Game Informer. September was Future and Fanbyte and G4 twice. And then, yeah, October, there was the second G4. And then Vice laid off a bunch of editors as well. So there seems to be uh, some major layoffs going on in the video game reporting industry. I, I will gladly say, Isaac or Dave, that you are not going to be let go. <laughs> I I hope so, or I hope not. I hope so. I'm not sure. I hope that I am not let go. Yes, and I hope that AI doesn't take my job. Hey, there's a an episode title: "The AI Took My Job." All right. So, should we hit the um, randoms? Sure. All right. It is your it is, random... It is my review. My yes. review of the newest generation of the mainline Pokemon games released on the Nintendo Switch uh, about a month ago called Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Okay, I'm looking at some of the pictures here. Yeah. Is, is there really a Pokemon motorcycle? So there, funny you should say that, there is a Pokemon that is a motorcycle slash bicycle Pokemon, uh, and then the, the 
legendary Pokemon for Scarlet and Violet also act that way. The the general theme is this like past versus future kind of thing. So Scarlet has a lot of like past stuff and it's it's this old kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um like prehistoric. Like the the legendary Pokemon has these growths that look like wheels, but they're not actually wheels. They just look like that. Um, he still, like, moves on his hands and feet. The future one, Violet, those actually act like wheels, and also it has jets. <laughs> um, there's And, and that's kind of a, a repeated theme between the two of them. If you look at some of the, the exclusives for Scarlet versus Violet, the Scarlet ones, there's a a thing called a Paradox Pokemon, which is found in the central region of Paldea, which is the location that this one takes place in, which is modeled after Spain, except it's Spain with a gigantic fucking crater in the middle of it. Like, asteroid that killed the dinosaurs landed in Spain instead of in Mexico. Okay. And so in that, that area are these Paradox Pokemon, which are regular Pokemon, but modeled slightly differently. And if you have Scarlet, they're modeled as if they were from way in the past, and Violet, they're modeled as if they're way in the future. Whatever. Uh, it's a Pokemon game. You run around. You catch Pokemon. You fight with Pokemon. It's cute. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, there's a lot of really cute Pokemon in it. It's for the Switch, which is really nice. It has multiplayer, which is awkward, but also kind of nice. It has elements of Pokemon Go in it, which is also kind of shoehorned, but also feels really cool. So, like, there are raids around the world. It is more open world than, than previous Pokemon, right? Previous Pokemon were fairly linear. Mm-hmm. You had a couple branches, but like you're going down this route from this place to this place. This one's much more open world. Like you walk out of the city and you can just kind of go wherever. Um, it's it's I'm enjoying it. I'm a couple badges in. It starts you off, and once you like begin the game proper, there are three different quests that you can tackle on uh, whatever order you want, and you can do all of one of them. You can ignore all of one of them. It's really like the game is just kind of there for you to play and explore. It's Pokemon. It feels good. It feels like a good Pokemon game. <clears throat> hmm. <clears throat> wow, this uh, yeah, okay, so I'm looking at some of these things are just Pokemon just hanging out there randomly. Just Yeah. Just hmm. Pokemon like hanging out. You walk you run past them. Uh if you touch them, you get into a fight. And this is on the Switch? It is indeed on the Switch. Okay. This is kind of it. Not much more to say about it. It's Pokemon. It's on the Switch. It's a lot of fun. So do you have to... Is is this two separate games, or is it... Well, yeah. I mean, just like any Pokemon series pair, they come out in pairs. So originally in Japan, you had Pokemon Red and Green... When it came to the U.S., it was red and blue. Uh, Then you had um, Pokemon Yellow came out, which was like the additional entry to the generation, which is another thing they've done often. So you had red and blue. Then you had 
uh, gold and silver. Then you had platinum, no, ruby and emerald. Then you had diamond and pearl. Then you had... God, I can't remember the order. I think black and white, then sun and moon, then X and Y, then sword and shield, and now scarlet and violet. They always come out in pairs. There's always things that are exclusive to one of them. So you have to trade with someone who has the other. Okay. I'd say it looks nice. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, Isaac is five? Yes. I'd get ready to start get, like having him get into Pokemon as he starts seeing that at school. Well, I have no idea what he sees in school. I d- he doesn't really tell us. Okay. I'd be curious to know if he already knows some Pokemon. He seems a bit more like reality grounded, though, so maybe not. Yes, we were discussing... Well, let's see. What were we doing... Before when we were going to bed, before was we were looking at oh um like the like weird French territories that are not in Europe like you know <laughs> yep and there's like Saint Martin yep well no there's actually there's a there's a French island off the coast of Canada really yeah. Right off of the coast of Newfoundland. I forgot what it was called. I had no idea it existed until he was, you know, we were doing, uh, where is it? Yep. St. Pierre. All right, then. Yeah, there's a French island just right off the coast of Newfoundland. Didn't know about that. Yep. But that got him on a spiral of, okay, yeah, there's this French island here, and then there's this French island over here, and there's these other Have French islands over here. look at the British ones. And I'm like, you mean French Guiana? And he's like, no, we already know about <laughs> French Guiana. Let me show you this one here. That's, that's like, an easy one. Yeah. We both know about French Guiana because that's where the European Space Agency launches its, its rockets from. <laughs> yes, the EU launches their rockets from South America. But part of France... Yep. God, where, there was another one that he was showing me, and I forgot where it was already. Oh, yeah, there's like a strange island between um, South Korea and Japan that I think they were fighting over at some point. Yeah, he just watches weird geography videos now. Nice. What's really fun is he does the, I guess people had for a while did battle royales with the 50 states. Yeah. So, you know, that if if all 50 states were to declare independence, yes, and then start attacking each other. How badly does Texas take over? Well, no, it's it's things like, okay, they they would spin through there and be like, okay, uh, this uh, the the state that is attacking is Iowa. And then the next thing they would do is they would basically spin a compass Mm -hmm. be like, okay, Iowa is attacking to the west. So Iowa takes over Nebraska. And the Iowa-Nebraska area then becomes, quote-unquote, Iowa. Iowa, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, it, you know, it all depends on chance. The luck. Right. Yeah, luck. So, of, of these simulations, how often does Texas just take over? Well, it all depends on um, 
where Alaska and Hawaii are located. Oh, I don't and, think they get to participate. Well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they they do, and somehow Alaska <laughs> attacks New Mexico, and you're like, wait a second. No, that does not sound accurate. Yep. But they're they're all just you know one time it was like Delaware just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger it just slowly took over the the northeast yeah but you're like really Delaware how how big does Delaware have to get before it can take over fucking New York <laughs> and at that point is it really Delaware taking over New York or did New York absorb Delaware I don't know it's just silly videos like that yeah so. Yeah, no, I'll have to see if he knows any of the Pokemon. I would be very curious to know if he is familiar with Pokemon. All right, random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is the most expensive thing that you have ever broken? A car. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. Did I, I broke a car? I mean, I got hit by a car. Oh, I was driving everybody back from the bar on the day before Thanksgiving and we were on Sio Church Road out between like the cornfields and I hit an ice patch and of course you know I'm on Sio Church Road so I'm doing 55 yeah and just slid into the the freaking ditch that was you know six feet deep so that was that was not fun no so yeah that car I do believe that car was total after that yeah I was trying to think yeah. if, there was, if there was anything at work, but nothing really at work that I have that I, I was going to say, like you've you've had an opportunity to break some really expensive stuff. I I have seen really expensive stuff break. I mean, I recently had to purchase a single capacitor that was about three hundred dollars, which you know took down the whole transmitter, which would be around uh, $40,000, $45,000, I think, is the, if I had to buy a new one. Yep. So I have That's seen, not counting lost revenue. Yep. I have seen <laughs> large things, very expensive things break, but I have personally not broken them. Yeah. But yeah, no, being behind the wheel of an automobile. Car accident. Yeah. I wasn't at fault, but my car was totaled and hers was pretty beat up too. Yeah. Automobiles. Yeah. So it's crazy that we're we're given that. Like that just anyone, you know, you take a test, you you can drive a thirty thousand dollar piece of equipment. Alright. Well, Andy, as always, it's been fun. Yep. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.